What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 272, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank you. 272A, posting on 4-5, will be a discussion on The Lost City, and 272B, posting on 4-8, will be a discussion on The Atom Project from Netflix. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger Throbbing Stillion. <laughs> I couldn't get enough of that one. Uh, and Chris is gone this week. No one knows what happened to him. He's just gone. Who's Chris? Touche. Touche. What's up, Roger? How has your week been, my friend? And how do you appreciate your nickname, Throbbing? By being, I will be th- that way the rest of the show. Throbbing? Okay. I, I hope so. Yeah, up, you gotta live up to the name, man. Throbbing indeed. Just so no everyone's that's from the Lost City. Just you know, for everyone does. Anyway, how have you been? What are, what are you what are you up to this week? What did you watch? What did I watch this week? Well, I watched a couple of movies for the show. What else did I watch? Watched a lot of basketball this weekend because uh, the championship or uh, championship will be on Monday, which is the after we shoot this. Um, so I watched the semifinals yesterday. Um, a lot of sports this week, not a lot of movies for me. So, but, okay, uh, fair. I uh, started watching the Amazon original, the their new take on Jack Reacher. So that's kind of nifty. Oh, really? That's out. Okay, you know that was out. God, so yeah. much stuff comes out these days. It's like unless you like see it and advertise for it, you have no idea it came out. Yeah, well, I'm actually fairly interested in that show as well because I have been rolling through the Reacher book series so um this one actually follows obviously it's a little bit updated because the the reacher books have been around for a while it's a little bit more updated but this is actually the first series season actually follows the first uh book so that's kind of interesting to see how they've updated it nice i worked on the i worked on the movie in pittsburgh the first movie jack reacher yeah there were two of those with tom cruise which is it's weird not that i like i the first movie's okay the second one's not very good um but like Tom Cruise is not Jack Reacher. Like Jack Reacher would be like six foot five, like you know, three hundred pounds of rock solid muscle, and nothing against old Tom, but he ain't that. So, yeah, I thought that was a weird choice for Jack Reacher because people, I of course didn't know the source material when it came out, but people yep. would say that he's not he, the correct. But I mean, he did okay. No, at least the first movie's fine. Second one's not. Not at, at least that version of Jack Reacher is more, you know, of course, more trimmed towards Tom Cruise. Sure. But yeah, well, Jeff Reed is a smart guy. So, but I mean, the guy that they have playing him now is like a shaved silverback gorilla. So <laughs> he is, uh, he has many muscles, many, all the muscles, all, all of them. them. All of them. What did I watch? Oh, you know what I did watch this week? And this movie used to make me cry and it didn't. The thing for the first time, I am Sam hmm. with Sean Penn. That's a tough watch, man. First of all, I, I forgot how good his performance is in that movie. Like legitimately amazing performance. Sure. Did he win that for that for that year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I don't know how you can do that and not win for that. That's just man oh man. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer's great too. Dakota Fanning is probably the best she's ever been in that movie. Yeah, that was right. such a good. I had forgotten how good that movie was. A lot of those courtroom scenes too mm. were just so well written. Oh my goodness. And um, I I had forgotten because I guess it wasn't when I Am Sam came out. I mean, probably last time I watched. No, I think I've seen it a few times between, but. The um, that came out in the '90s, I think, right? Like, oh yeah, it's older. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it came out in the '90s, and I, I, I forgot that the, 
one of Sam's friends, um, also you know all of them mentally handicapped, but one of Sam's friends is the, is the same guy who played um, who played the the Percy Whitmore in the Green Mile. And I forgot, like, what a range that guy must have to do the both first Percy Whitmore and then the friend in I Am Sam who memorized all the all all the movies, what year they came out, and who directed them. Like, what a great, what a cool, you know, dichotomy for that guy. Sure, but man, I love that movie. That movie's great. Um, I also watched, to my great dismay, all three now cheaper by the dozen movies. Oof, oof. Well, see, I really like the one with Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt. One and two, like from 2003 and 2005. What I didn't like was the new one with Zach Braff and I think Gabrielle Union. I don't, I don't, I do not like that movie. I watched it. I'm like, why did we get this? Why did they make another Cheaper by the Dozen movie? Who said, you know what, we need to make money? Another Cheaper by the Dozen movie and make it a remake too with Zach Braff. I don't know. That's right, buddy. I I gotta pay those bills. I don't know how that happened, but I mean, I just thought the movie was pretty atrocious, but that's just me. Um, what else did I watch? I watched a ton of stuff on. Oh, you know what I did watch was um, one of those Disney docs, the um, the Lost um, the Lost Empire of the Inca. Okay, man, those are pretty good. Those are pretty well done. So. I the cinematography in that is second to nothing, man. I'm telling you, it is awesome. I loved it. It's it, it kept me at the edge of my like anything like like a movie. It kept me at the edge of my seat the entire time, just like listening to like uh, the things that the world has forgotten, except for researchers and like archaeologists, like man the world was awesome the ancient world was so cool <sighs> those, those disney docs they they pull me in every time every single time that they pull me in so that's a pretty big deal good glad you liked it what about you anything else um well i mean i watched you know the slap a thousand times oh let's okay so let's talk about that okay so just take another two minutes so there's been a lot of things coming out about the slap lately I literally watched a behavioral analyst on YouTube break down Chris Rock's actions, Jada Pinkett's actions, and Will Smith's actions for like an hour on hmm. on net on sorry on YouTube. Yeah, and I don't I don't think there's anyone out there that legitimately thinks that was a setup. I don't think that was a setup. No, because everything that the behavioral analyst says was this is they. Either they're the best actors in the world, those three, or this was not a setup. It's not. I'm pretty sure it's not. And um, I mean, Will That's... Smith is in trouble. He's in trouble. He's already lost uh, a Netflix movie that he had docketed. So you know, there's that. You know, I I don't think they're going to strip him of the Oscar though. But I don't think they will either. But so he did resign from the Academy, which means absolutely nothing except for the fact that he can't vote for Oscars anymore. So. You know, he can still win them, but there's that. So Agreed. I mean, it's just, I'd almost forgotten about that slap, but you know, it's funny. I was like, but man, the, the amount of memes that came out about that, I love, I just, I laugh for days. About oh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a legendary TV moment now that happened immediately after we filmed our last show. And while we were watching live, it's so, it was so weird. So let me break it down because we didn't actually talk about this on our, our Oscars breakdown. But how this actually went about, and I'll just take just two minutes on this so we don't get wrapped up in it, is we were both watching, Grayson was watching on regular TV, and me and Chris were watching together in the studio through our internet feed. So Grayson was about 20 seconds ahead of us, um, and Grayson's like, what's going on? He's like, I think Will Smith just 
hit Chris Rock, and I'm like, whatever, because we hadn't seen it yet. And he's like, I, it's all weird, like the audio's glitching out or whatever. And what was wrong is you couldn't really tell what was happening because, like, the Oscar people freaked out all at once, and they dumped all the audio. So, yeah, it was it was weird. Well, it didn't, I mean, it would have been okay had some of the streams not been cut. Yeah, so, you know, the Australian feed and the Japanese feed that caught all the uncensored language. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, it is, you're right, though. That is a legendary event that happened at the Oscars. That happened, so. Oh, man. I wonder if the Oscars, like, the numbers will be spiked next year, hoping to see more of, wouldn't that be funny if uh, Chris Rock presented again, but in, in, a, in a neck brace? I hope he's the host. Yeah, me too. In a neck brace. That'd be great. Actually, I hope there are no more Oscars. How about that? <laughs> no, I think you need them. I just think they need to be shorter than what they are. Well, you know what the best Oscars ever was? Was in peak pandemic when it was, like, an hour long and nobody was there. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, I mean, that's, I'm surprised that wasn't this year, too. I, I very am surprised about that, given how uh, left-leaning the industry can be. I'm just surprised that no one, none, none of the big people were wearing masks. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting also. Um, I did want to say I'm very, I, I was, I thought about it and I did want to say how happy I am that Coda won now yeah. that I've looked back. And that's a, that's a really good movie. And in, in previous years, I don't think that movie would have been recognized for its accomplishments. And it's weird to come from me, the guy who like, who wants these big hundred million dollar movies to like sweep the Oscars. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I want that. Like, I mean, so I should have wanted West side story to win everything, but it just, I wanted it, it to win nothing. Cause we hated it. Well, I didn't, I didn't hate West side story. I, I think I gave it a seven, but I just didn't think it was all this chatter about that's, that's Spielberg's best movie. I don't even think that's in his top three or top five. I don't, I mean, there's no way that's better than Schindler's list. Right, it's not even better than ET. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many movies ahead of that. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how people were so like all about West Side Story. My God, I thought we were wrong for several weeks on our show. I was like, oh, no, well. I never thought I was wrong once. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> I'm very happy with the Oscars. I'm glad that Troy Kotz won. Was it Kotzer? Kotzer, Troy Kotzer. Yeah, yeah I'm glad he won and Coda won. I, it was a big night for a lot of a lot of people that's a big deal and it's a big night for the oscars because they got they got word of mouth for the next week yep yep yep, yep. All All right. pump up, pump up. <laughs> oh man Never what if the, what if that was staged though just like what if i mean it's a pretty big thing to try to pull off i think like, what if the next year what are they going to do to stage something if that was staged anyway or televised the murder <laughs> indeed indeed All right, gentlemen. Well, no, Roger, because Chris is not there. This is episode 272 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which sends tributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, curtain upcoming releases, what's streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. Without further ado, Roger, let's, let's jump into the box office. Morbius has done quite well for itself this weekend. 39.1 39.1 million domestic worldwide 84 and what are we hearing about that movie roger i hear it's awful yeah i i, I hear it's terrible jared leto jared leto also requested that all three spider-men be in the morbius sequel <laughs> i read that that jared leto was he was he's he's really riding on this character and he wants all the spider-men in the next one i don't know how that's gonna work i, I mean i laugh at the whole morbius sequel part <laughs> Well, no, I'm sure it'll get a sequel. If it's in the MCU, I'm sure it'll get a sequel. But it's not in the MCU. 
It's in the Sony universe. This ain't MCU. But how, I mean, okay, well, we'll see when we actually watch the movie, but um, I didn't get the vibe it was in the MCU, but I mean, there's a couple of elements there that could work as MCU elements. So yeah, the only yeah. MCU stuff you'll see is what's left over from the original, from the Spider-Man movies. This is not a Marvel movie. Well, and and um, what's his face is in it? Um, who, what's his name? Um, Keaton's in it. Yeah, from the Spider Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. It's just, it's just weird. So All right. Is that, so. no, number two, The Lost City, fourteen point eight million, bringing its worldwide up to sixty one point five. That movie certainly deserves more than sixty one point five. Yeah, it's an okay flick. We'll it talk is. about it. Probably. Number three, number three, The Batman, ten point eight million domestic worldwide of seven hundred and ten. It's still going up. Uncharted, three point six million. 373 million worldwide. So that's probably about where it's going to top out. Yeah, yeah it, it might hit 375, but she's done. Yeah, I think so. Good for them, though. I mean, it's clearly good enough for them to greenlight a sequel. So I hope the sequel does as well because I mean, you, some of those diminishing returns on people are like, ah, eh, first one's okay. And they're like, you know, that that's that's dangerous. Well, so, the only thing is, I hope they try harder on the second one. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, number five. Uh, Chris isn't here, but he'd be excited to know that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, is still in the top five. Two million, 149 million. I don't think it's going to break 150, but 149.1 million. So that's pretty cool. I might pull another million next week. I sure hope so. Um, Maybe. So there's your top five. I didn't expect Morbius to be so low. But maybe the fact that people are saying it's terrible is are really keeping people away. <laughs> it's probably not helping. You know, it's not not helping not helping at all. I'm sure it's not. All right, let's take a look. Upcoming releases. This is so this is pretty straightforward. Uh Friday, April first, uh the contractor went on theaters and VOD, but I mean it's not available in many places. It's only available in select big cities. So if you want to see it, VOD might be a better option for you. Morbius also came out. April eighth. April eighth, it's coming Friday. Ambulance. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2 be a big week. Yeah, what's up, dog? Mm-hmm. April 13th, Father Stew. April 15th, <laughs> April 15th, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. April 22nd, The Bad Guys, The North Man, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And the 29th, Memory, another Liam Neeson movie. Good. <laughs> All right. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness starts off May 6th pretty strong. May 13th, Firestarter. May 20th, Downton Abbey and New Era. May 27th, Bob's Burgers movie and Top Gun. I I have a feeling, I don't know, because Bob's Burgers has this weird, weirdly loyal fan base and it's big, that I don't, I'm worried that Top, that sorry, that Bob's Burgers is going to steal some of Top Gun's thunder for that weekend. And I just, I want Top Gun to make all the money it can, but I mean, that weekend, opening weekend. I don't want Bob Burgers to, to – I think it's going to destroy some of that thunder, and I'm really kind of worried about that. I've never really watched Bob's Burgers, so I don't know much about it. But there are – I know it's got like a cult following, so – It does, and that. I don't know if the cult following of Bob's Burgers – I mean, if you know if you know Bob's Burgers and you know the cult following it has, they're not exactly the movie-going people. Uh, I don't know. That. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, okay, so a, a fair number of them maybe, but I just – I don't think it's going to do gangbuster numbers, but they're they're advertising the hell out of it. I mean, it's in every movie we watch. It's on the trailer reel. So. It is. I'm thinking about joining a cult, though. <laughs> you should. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. All right. June starts off with fr- – June 3rd, Friday, starts off with Frank and Penelope. Penelope? Penelope. Yep. June 10th, which is a Friday, Jurassic 
Jurassic World Dominion. Dominion. And then the next week's in a big week too, June 17th, Pixar's Lightyear, which I think is going to do such good business. I sure hope it does anyway. Um, we could be watching the next next year's best picture, best animated feature in, um, in Pixar's Lightyear soon. Still looking forward to PG-13 version of that movie. I think you're right about that. It could be, it could be good and it could exist. It really could It'd be legendary June 24th, which is a Friday, the black phone and Elvis June 29th, a shotgun wedding. July. 4th. Shotgun oh, that's a, that's a Wednesday by the way. And July 1st starts off with minions. The rise of Gru. July 8th, Thor love and thunder. So there small we go. Movie. Yeah. Small movie you may have heard of or not. It's possible. I mean, what you know? You haven't heard of it. Mm-hmm. I, I a Thor movie. I think you're wrong about that, my friend. Very, maybe. very wrong about that. Maybe, maybe not. Let's maybe. take a look at what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Disney Plus. Going back to one that we enjoyed, Christopher Robin by director Mark Foster, Ian McGregor, Haley Atwell, 2018. That's a pretty like solid that. flick, man. That's a pretty solid movie. Good movie. Yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids <laughs> by director Joe Johnson, Rick Moranis, Matt Ferver. Uh, sorry, Frewer, Marcia Strassman, Christine oh. Sutherland, 1989. And of course, Cheaper by the Dozen, because I, I couldn't help it. Sean Lee, directed by Sean Levy, Steve Martin, Bonnie Hunt, Hilary Duff, Piper Parabo, Tom Welling, Alan Ruck, Richard Jenkins, 2003. I actually really enjoyed the first one. I think the first one's the best of the bunch so far. Second one got, got a little same, weird. Same director as The Adam Project. It is, Sean Levy, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Which is a good movie. You know what's funny is... I tend to, and I don't even realize I'm done, but whenever we have a big movie drop like Adam Project, I, I tend to watch movies during the week and like, ah, it's the same director. Jeez. I tend to just gravitate to, I don't like pick them like that. They just, the things I watch happen to be directed by the same people. So I don't, I don't think, you know, whatever, but all right, let's talk about some trailers. Naomi Watts and Desperate Hour. Roger, what do you think? Uh, interesting take on a hostage thriller. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's Naomi Watts. She's pretty good. But I bet you this is just a lot of her talking into a cell phone after watching the trailer. Yeah, but we also haven't been. I mean, Naomi Watts has she been relevant for no, like, no, not one bit. At least ten years now, right? Nope. Like not one bit. God, she used to be early two thousands. She was pretty big. The Ring kept her afloat for a while. Yeah, um, she was just small a movie. Big... The Ring, where some <laughs> bitch jumped on the TV. God, that nope. movie that's a lot nope. of people out. Yeah, nope, 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 nope. But we'll see what she can do. I don't know what's going on with her career these days, but we will see. She's making movies about being desperate. I mean, sure. Sure, sure, sure. All right. Top Gun Maverick trailer number. This is one of the – I don't think it's a second trailer. I think it's a third trailer now, right? Second, I thought. Okay, second trailer. How excited are you for this? Oh, hell yeah, brother. I think it's going to be – I'm a fan of that. It makes me want to wear my American flag tank top. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, you got to have like a, a screaming bald eagle, like oh, a, yeah. a handkerchief on or something. Ride my 1984 Pontiac Trans Am. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think Top Gun is going to do very well for itself. I sure hope for Rid- Ridley Scott's, um, or for the Scott's sake, it does gangbusters. Because I think he needs this. And I think it's been delayed so many times that whatever money they've lost in delays. I can't wait to allegedly pirate this movie. And then tell Ridley Scott. Yep, (laughs) tell Ridley Scott how much I enjoyed watching it on my iPhone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ridley Scott. You really really stepped into that one, Ridley Scott, saying that (laughs) stuff. 
<laughs> I did this for you, pal. Everyone's, everyone should be tweeting pictures of how they're watching it on a very small device. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, I can't wait for Top Gun Maverick. I, I tell you, if, if, if Hollywood gets one thing right, like every time, it's the it's the style in which they do things. I'm they just they know Hollywood knows how to cut a damn trailer for these big movies. They just that's what they do, man. It's just, yeah. Oh, it's a damn impressive trailer. All right, but that's no secret. That's been pushed back several times. So get ready for that. Yeah. Duel with Karen Gillan. Give me your give me your two cents, Roger. Interesting take on fighting yourself as a clone. Well, what was the movie we just watched with Mahershala? Swan Song. Swan Song. So this is Swan Song, only if you grow your clone and you don't need it, you then have to fight it to the death, and the clone could win. Yeah, whoever wins gets to stay. So this is a weird – this is Swan Song meets, like, Ready or Not. Remember that – what's that movie? Yeah. With, yeah, okay, that's the yeah. one where they kind of Ready or, not, Ready or Not is a good movie. It's a very – I thought it was a very well-paced movie. Um, they made some very interesting creative decisions that, that made, I think, a cut above the rest. Yeah. But <clears> – <throat> We're excited for those. Duel just strikes me as something very weird. I don't know if Duel's actually going to help Karen Gillan's career. I don't. I don't know at this point if her career needs help. She has, you know, she's in Marvel stuff, but and Jumanji's. But I mean, outside of Marvel and Jumanji, does anyone do you know? I mean, can you name anything else she's been in outside of those two? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I I think it's a very fair question. Yeah, but I mean, most people probably couldn't though. Uh, I mean, was it Gunpowder Milkshake? That was her, wasn't it? Yep. A uh, female take on John Wick, right? That's what we decided? Yep. Okay. Yeah, she was pretty good in that. Actually, all the women were really good in that. I really liked that one. That was Netflix, wasn't it? That was a Netflix original. That was Netflix, yeah, that was, okay. Yeah, what, last year? Yeah. Yeah, that was okay. Oh, that reminds me. You know what else I watched this week again? Polar with Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Polar. That, that movie rocks, man. I just, oh, man, that movie's so good. That movie is excellent. Um, but yeah, we like those movies. Um, I hope Karen Gillan does well for, I hope this does well for Karen Gillan because this is obviously a vehicle for her. So I j- look, I just want it to make money. I just want it to be popular because I want every movie to make money and be popular, but some are going to be for the wrong reasons. And that's apparently stuff. she's in like a lot of doctor who stuff. Yeah. And that's like massive that. in Britain. So that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. That's like all movie. kinds of doctor who stuff. Who's the current Doctor Who, by the way? You know I don't know that answer. I don't know it either. Who the I... fuck am I? Google? <laughs> Sorry, I was typing my password. I'm here trying to stall for time, <laughs> but you didn't. Okay, okay. So we're excited for those. I think I'm usually not excited for all three trailers, but this this week I am excited to watch all three of those movies. Um, all right, Roger. Let's jump into, sir, if we could. Let's jump into the Lost City discussion, shall we, sir? Okay. All it's right. It's a movie about a city. It is indeed a movie it's about lost. a city. Let's start with a tomato meter. So the tomato meter is at 75% and the audience score is at 84%. Those are solid numbers. Yeah, it's okay. I don't think they're great numbers, but they're solid. Um, for a movie that I think probably deserved a few percentage points more on both accounts. Mm, nah. I think it's about right. Okay, fair enough. I just... I thought this movie was very fun. I thought it was a treasure and and it's a better I'm I'm going to I'm going to say this and I don't know I don't think you've thought about this but I think it's a better uncharted movie than uncharted was. 
Yeah, with more dick jokes. Well, yeah, but I mean, well, which is kind of in flavor for Uncharted, given how they wrote that game. But I mean, given how Nolan North jokes around is Nathan Drake. But so, but you you you, you kind of see that, right? That it's a better Uncharted movie than Uncharted. I mean, it's a, it's a good adventure movie, sure. All right, so Roger, what is comedy. what is the Lost City? Tell us what it's about. It's an adventure comedy about a city that's lost and how a writer has to go find it. And then Brad Pitt's character shows up and steals the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Brad Pitt is just, and then there's a lot of dick jokes, a ton of dick, dick jokes, like because the book she's writing. Okay. So she writes, erotic, she writes adventure erotica. <laughs> so, the, the th- okay, let me get some particulars out of the way then. All right. What's the old lady call it? Sex books. Yes. <laughs> All right. Directed by Aaron Nee, written by Seth Gordon. Um, Aaron Nee was also one of the writers as well. So, okay, cast. Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe. Well, let's, let's face it. His name should be Harry Potter at this point. Brad Pitt, Divine Joy Rod- Rudolph, sorry, Randolph, Patty Harrison, Oscar Nunez. All right. The Lost City. So Sandra Bullock is Loretta Sage, a woman who writes adventure erotica, you know, very, very much fiction, mm-hmm. which, um, and this one's called The Lost City of D, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Lost City of D, which is funny because when they're, she's like, remember when they're doing the interview and they're like, what's the D? The D stands for, oh, it's Dick, right? And she's like, no, no, no you idiot. It's some like super long, like... Um, like original name, yeah. Like like Incan or Aztec name for like a city yeah. that no one understands. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's I mean that's kind of the whole tongue and cheek thing at Lost City of D, and then you have a ton of just so many dick jokes that are so well placed and timed. So and also one of the movies that it's it's of course I mean this is romancing the stone in a different way. That's the whole thing, you know the the what the the, the Douglas movie, romancing um, the D, <clears throat> romancing the D. Yes, sir. Um, but it works, and it's it's a lot of fun. But let's get into why it works. Um, so you have the, your your principal cast here. We have Sandra Bullock, Chang Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, and Brad Pitt for a very for a much shorter time than the rest of them. But damn it, if Brad Pitt doesn't steal the show, perfect in every way. <laughs> Even his long wavy hair, he just yes, he tosses back and forth all the time. It's wonderful. Uh, so they've Loretta Sage gets kidnapped well so okay let me let me start a little bit farther back than that so she is right she's a famous writer her husband died a few years ago and her writing has been kind of on a decline since then but she's got these really like fan favorite like they have a nice cult following um for these like ladies who read like these weird erotic fiction based off like adventure stuff right there she got a whole group of people that just love her stuff So she begins out on a book tour with her new book, which she swears is the end of it and whatever, and leaves it like a real cliffhanger at the end and blah, blah, blah. And she gets kidnapped from there by Daniel Radcliffe's character. What's his name? Abigail? No, no, no. Abigail Fairfax? Abigail Fairfax. And Uh, like they all the guys. Yeah. Gender neutral name Abigail, which I don't think is correct. Who who am I to judge? Um. But yeah, so you know they they get this plan that they need to go save her, and the guy in charge of the plan is her cover model, Dash or Alan or whatever the hell you want to call him, and they go find him with the help of Jack Trainer, <laughs> who's an actual trainer. trainer, 
the trainer, physical trainer named Jack Trainer. And what I love about the whole, um, I love that if this was made twenty years ago, that would have been Brendan Fraser playing that role. No, yes. You think? Well, he looked just like him. That's kind of the vibe I got. But like Brendan Fraser with long hair looked like that at one at one point. Wait, straight from Encino Man. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, but I mean, so let's talk about Channing Tatum for a second. Um, let's talk about Channing Tatum in this movie, which we've discussed before. Is um, so Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street are like kind of you know he was a major you know creative force behind that, and he of course he starred in them alongside of. I think 21 Jump Street is one of the funniest movies that there is. I think I, it's absolutely hysterical. I agree. Who is the other Who is the other cop, though? Oh, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill. I thought those movies were pretty good. And I mean pretty good. I mean they could have been atrocious, but they weren't. They were pretty good. Um, really, really enjoyed those, actually. Chang Tatum, I think this is one of his maybe Magic Mike, but I think this is one of the better things he's done. Yeah. Um, I was talking to some people about Channing Tatum before this. Like, is there a reason he doesn't get better roles? I think he's very choosy in what he does. I, I mean, I think he's getting the roles he, he, he wants to get. Okay. Because, I mean, wouldn't you be interested to see if he could do more than something like this? Well, but not he's, that he's bad in this movie. He's not bad, so I don't want to... But the thing is, he, he's, he's, he's had that, though. That's the thing, is he's had that chance. So he had a real drama shot? Well, I mean, I don't know how you feel about... What were those two... Well, he was in Foxcatcher. I guess that could have been considered drama. Uh, yeah. He was in Side Effects, um, Magic Mike. Magic Mike's technically drama. Magic Mike's a very good movie. I mean, he was in The Eagle, that movie I told you about, about the, okay, yeah, with the, about the Roman Ninth Legion. Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell, yeah. 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 Mark Strong, Jamie Bell. Um, he was in The Vow, which I don't – That so the, the Vow was 2012. That was still kind of the early Sparks stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, no, it wasn't because – well, that was like – that was after they like annualized it, right? Sure. Yeah, but I mean I don't know if I'd consider that one completely not drama, but whatever. Um, G.I. Joe is not good, but White House Down was the um, the other one. The, the What was the movie with Gerard Butler? Oh, Olympus Has Fallen. That's not – yeah, that's – no, but yeah. but White House Down was bad, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. way worse than what than Olympus has fallen. And Olympus has fallen wasn't great. No, he's in Logan Lucky, which is a good. Movie. Yeah, with oh, that's with um, Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah, that's um. Oh, he's also in the Hateful Eight, Hail Caesar. I I he he he's in more than we think. Oh, he Kingsman. He he's in more than we think he is. Yeah, Free Guy as Re- Revengeman Buttons. I forgot about. That. Yeah, I remember when he comes dancing into the. Thing, yeah. Oh, and Dog. We just watched that. Well, so, but I mean, we had some issues with Dog, though, remember? I don't With think Dog they were Channing Tatum, Tatum though. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you did. I don't I don't know. I mean, I gave Dog a 7. I don't know what you gave it, but I, I gave it a 7. I think I gave it a 7 anyway. But uh, Or maybe I gave it a 6. I think I gave it a 6. Whatever. Anyway, so Channing Tatum is... I, but I think he's kind of at home in a movie like The Lost City which isn't too far removed from 21 jump street. You know, some of the more, you know, some of the more successful ones he's done. I don't, I think that's kind of like, this is kind of his role though. Isn't it like kind of his bread and butter? What he, what he does. Yeah. Kind of funny, but pretty boy that takes off a shirt sometimes. Yep. He's and still he has, in pretty good shape. Yeah. He has all the abs for sure. Um, so Sandra Bullock and him, I don't know if the chemistry is there, but I don't think it has to be there either. 
I mean, does, does the chemistry have to be there? Well, I mean, I think it matters in a movie like this. I'm not, I'm not sure it does a whole bunch. Me and Channing Tatum almost share a birthday. Oh, <laughs> so you're basically Channing Tatum. Best friends. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, so... Me, him, and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, you guys will all just be drinking and talking about how much you don't want to involve me. Thank you. We would never talk about you, actually. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Does it make you feel better or worse? I mean, a little, a little, little better knowing it, but you know, a little, little worse up too. Um, so weird. Now let's talk about Daniel Radcliffe for a second, can we? Yeah. You know, oh, obviously, we always talk about Daniel Radcliffe on the show. Obviously, he put he was a you know a headliner in a small series you may have heard of called Harry Potter, but you know, so I, I just recently learned that the highest budget for one of those movies I think was two hundred million. Order of the Phoenix, no. The Half-Blood Prince, that was the more one of the most expensive ones that they made. And they all grossed over a billion dollars. Yeah. And they Small all cost amount. less than 250 to make. Small amount of money. You want to talk about profit, Warner Brothers? Holy shit. So anyway, so Daniel Radcliffe. We know for a while he kind of went crazy and wanted to like not be associated with Harry Potter anymore. And I mean, I get that. Yeah, well, I mean, he had to grow up a little bit, right? Of course he did, but I mean, he's done some things. He was, of course, remember he was in that weird movie Horns. He did some stuff on Broadway. One of them, he was completely naked on stage, which you oh, know, that Equus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so interesting choice for that. But um, Daniel Radcliffe, though, I think he's whatever efforts he's made not to be t- typecast Harry Potter, I don't think have been successful because I mean, he's just Harry Potter. Nah, you don't I think, think so? I think that's unfair. I don't think it's unfair. I think it's pretty accurate, actually. I mean, he was in, you know, eight movies that and played the most famous character. So no matter what he does, he'll always at least be a little bit associated with that. But I mean, he's fine in other stuff. You ever watch the movie Swiss Army Man where he's the dead guy? No, I never did. But we did. That movie is excellent. But we, we, we did watch Guns Akimbo. Guns Akimbo is excellent. Which is better than you'd think. Yep. Sure Much is. better than you think. Shouldn't be good. Is good. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be good is good. Yeah. Um yeah, so I don't have a problem with him. It's just the every time he talks, I'm like, that's just Harry Potter. That's that's not a British guy. That's that's Daniel Radcliffe playing Harry Potter. But I mean he's still British. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Let's talk about I don't think he's not gonna be British. <laughs> he's been in quite a few th- oh, he was in that unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt movie, Kimmy vs. the Reverend, which Went came out and just like a wet fart. Remember that awful Playmobil movie he was the voice actor in? Yeah, the one that made almost no money. That movie was so bad. Yeah. So, so bad. Oh, he was Now You See Me too. He was in that Yeah, one. he was the bad guy in that movie. He was. Victor Frankenstein. He was Igor. Um, Trainwreck. He's been, he's been in a lot of things. More than I thought. December Boys. Yeah, he's been in quite a, quite a few things. But point is... Um, point is, I don't think he's successfully done enough to detach himself from the iconic role of Harry Potter. You not that a small movie called Harry Potter. <laughs> well, not that that matters a whole bunch, but so Abigail Fairfax is using Loretta Sage to find the real treasure in which she writes about in her book. Yeah. And the thing that links the, I mean, you're, if you've not seen it, you're like, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. It's a fiction book, but the thing that links you know, him looking for a treasure he thinks is real and Loretta Sage is the fact that Loretta, Loretta Sage, her translation in one in, in the book is 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 accurate of the indigenous people. Well, her uh, her dead husband was an actual uh, anthropologist, archaeologist that uh, had some of this stuff and they built made those together. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I'm. So there's there's a link there. Is there is a link between, you know, he does have a reason to abduct her. It's not completely ridiculous, but it's still ridiculous. Um, and of course, you know, comedy ensues. They end they end up on the, on the island, and you know, she's forced into finding this thing for him that he doesn't want to that she doesn't want to do. But you know, and then so Channing Tatum, who is Alan, you know, beefcake model Alan, who's actually in love with Red Estate, is very obvious from the get go. Yep goes to save him but not before not before enlisting the help of brad pitt's jack, jack trainer <laughs> who i love when he when 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 they're talking about payment he, he goes i only accept cryptocurrency and cash apps yep perfect <laughs> love it love it love it and you could tell it's brad pitt's voice like right off the rip man like that is definitely brad pitt's voice mm-hmm. and so they go to rescue her and then of course you've seen that in the trailer where brad pitt rescues her with Channing tatum kind of stumbling behind Yep. Uh, kind of one step behind him every step of the way. Uh, and that, you know, the wonderful line when Red, uh, Lord Red says, why are you so handsome? And he, he waves his hair to the left and says, my dad flips his hair. was like, my father was a weatherman. <laughs> like that has anything to do with anything. And that's, oh man. And then, so they get out and then what happens to him? I felt the same way. <clears throat> what yeah. happens? Hold on a second. I'm not going to say what happens, but I, I felt, the, I felt the same way when I watched that scene, when what happened to Brad Pitt happens to Brad Pitt that I did watching cabin in the woods where Chris Hemsworth doesn't make that jump on the bike. <laughs> I felt the same way. Like you're going to get rid of your best asset right now. What? Yep. Perfect. Um, but spoiler alert, Jack trainer does survive, <laughs> which is wonderful. Like, did you watch the after credit sequence? No, I didn't know there was after credits. Yeah. yeah Jack, Jack trainer's alive. He's a yoga teacher. <laughs> Good. Perfect. And when he talks about, he talks about, we only use 10% of our brains. He's like, I just shifted to the next 10%. Mm, perfect. <laughs> I no, can't. I didn't realize there was after credits. Yeah. But, uh, well, I, I do want to mention, so uh, when I went to see this, it was Friday afternoon. It was a 4.30 show on a Friday. Okay. Me and my wife were the only people in the large theater, one of the large theater houses. And it was frigid in our movie theater. I mean, like you could see your breath cold. Are you serious? Wow. Yes. So where, I had that going for me. <coughs> where did you where what what theater chain? I was at AMC. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, they, so that is also part of the reason why I didn't stay for any after credits. So I can see you not wanting to stay it being so damn cold. Yeah, I was chilly. I see you, but that 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 theater also has is kind of known for having you know, uh, temperature issues a lot. That's yeah, a very old, very old building. I'm sure that hasn't been updated in decades. But yeah, so, it was yeah. cold. So yeah, so just 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 know that the wonderfulness of Brad Pitt is not gone completely. I'll just look it up online. So yeah. So there's that. But all these elements they come together to make a damn enjoyable movie. Um, especially the Brad Pitt part. I I thoroughly loved him. How much do you think Brad Pitt got for that? You think a million bucks? You think just just a million? Yeah, I mean this movie. This movie will cost only cost like sixty or seventy million to make. Like so, I like how you put the word "only" before that big number. You think that's a big number anymore? I think that's a decent sized number. Yeah. No, no, I look at a hundred as like the midpoint now. So. Jeez. Well, yeah, but a lot of them don't make it back, so I'm surprised they're still doing. Sure. That. I am very surprised at that. But so, what what did you think, Roger? Tell me what you think about the trio going into it, Sage, um, 
well, I guess the four of them, uh, Sandra, Sandra Bullock, Chang Tatum, Brad Pitt, and Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, I think they all work fine. Like, I have no problem with uh, Daniel Radcliffe playing a bad guy in Abigail Fairfax. He's a rich, he's a son of a rich media mogul who didn't get the company his, his what do you say, ass-kissing younger brother did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he just, you know, decides he's just going to be a supervillain. And listen, that's cool too. The world needs supervillains. We do. We do need this. We do need supervillains to balance out the superheroes. Yeah, that's what we need. Um, so I like uh, I like Channing Tatum and uh, Sandra Bullock's chemistry in this movie. Like, there's clearly stuff there, and there's some funny moments in between them. You know, like even some mildly physical comedy. You know, like pulling the leeches off of them. Like, I think that's pretty funny. Um, oh, that was more than funny. That that was hilarious. Yeah, which turns into another penis joke, which is fine by me. Um, I did think it was hilarious when like they're being tracked through the jungle and they accidentally kill a couple people. Um, about how that works out too. So also very funny. Uh, but yeah, overall, like, listen, there's this movie doesn't do anything overwhelmingly great, but it doesn't do anything really bad either. Um, it just works across multiple levels. The story's okay. Um, I mean, it's a bit far-fetched, but of course it is. It's a movie. But, you know, I think it all works out. It, it ends up being a redemption story about love and letting go and moving on, and that's really relevant to our character Loretta in this movie, so it works out, I think. I think, I think it's pretty so. good then. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it. there are some great moments, though, in there, too. Um, for instance, when one of the villains kind of switches sides and leave, leaves, yep. a, leaves a particular item in a situation for the for our people to escape, um, there's some pretty good. See, I, I think this movie was was better than just okay. That's the thing is like I think this movie was you know it d- deserves better than people just like yeah a shoulder shrug and that's what I think a lot of people are going to do with this one is just shrug their shoulder and move on, which is which is a shame because it, it is. I'm willing. I'm willing to wager, Roger, that you laughed more than a couple times and 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 heartily chuckled. I did laugh a few times. Like it's okay. Yeah, I I, th- I would imagine you laughed quite a few times, especially with all those penis jokes, which are very well placed and timed. Um, even for a scene, for instance, when the when, when they're asleep in the hammock, and she like has to she like has to wiggle her way out without waking him up. Yeah. But like she's like a stiff, rigid board. She's trying to like that's just that's hilarious. I was laughing the whole time at that too. And it's just there's so much good, well-timed comedy in this. Um, it's a shame it's not going to get more than it's not going to make a ton of money. Because I mean, one so one weekend a week and a weekend it's only made sixty-seven, and the budget was you said what sixty or seventy? Uh, looks like it's about seventy million. So I mean, it's not going to make a whole lot of money if it does. But I mean, streaming it'll do very well. I'm sure it'll do very well. Which is another kind of thing I wanted to you know one of these shows I want to talk about about you know how bad streaming hurts theatrical views. Okay. But how badly do you think the streaming on the, the promise of coming to streaming within the next two or three months hurts people from going to the theater to watch this zero. You don't think? No, not really. I think it's that number is bigger than you think it, uh, it, it might be. I don't know, man. Cause it depends on what you mean by streaming. If it's just going to VOD. I don't think it hurts it at all. Well, no, but I mean, don't people like, Oh, I'll wait for it to come to Netflix. I mean, people do that. For, I mean, the same people that do that now aren't changing, you know, like you want to see a Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock movie that will be out in less than three months on a streaming service. You're going to get that no matter what. So that's a good point. 
That's a very good point, actually. But I, I just this. How did you feel about the how where the movie and like the 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 absolute absurdity of her her media director just ending up in New Guinea, finding him on a ship? Like, yeah, that's just ridiculous. But it it fits the tone of the movie and it fits the tone well. I think it's it's all just part of the same you know ridiculous shit that's going on. Like that that tiny car that they have. Wonderful. Like when when so when he lands at the airport and he goes to get picked up by Jack Trainer and Brad Pitt, he walks over, he puts his suitcase in the back of the truck that you'd think Jack Trainer would be driving. He goes, No, 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 I'm over here. And then this tiny ass blue car. Tiny little blue car, yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's especially how the camera doesn't reveal it until he says something, it just it makes it great. You know, I and what did you not like about this, Raj? Let me ask you that. Hold on, I wanna go to a sidebar for a second. Daniel Radcliffe's Wikipedia has him listed in Doctor Strange 2. Doctor Strange 2? Yeah. Well, he I think he is, yeah. As who? I did it not does not say? No. Oh, the wiki No, 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 IMDb does not. Okay. So that's weird that they they did. That might be a recent development, but It's going to pop up as Wolverine. It's happening. Oh my god. Don't 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 It's happening. This is our rumor star, Roger, right here. Good, perfect. He does have the Weird Al Yankovic story, yeah. Um, which I, I think he will actually do pretty well in that. Yeah, I hope he kills it. Yeah, me too. That's a weird biopic to have, but yeah. sure, somebody's got to do it. Weird Al's a legend. I just, uh, I'm sorry, you ask a question. Yeah, what what did you not like about the Lost City? Um, I don't like Loretta sometimes because I think she's stupid. What do you What do you mean? Well, she hates her fans and everything. Like she. She she has this big legend like she's got this big book series, right? And obviously she's still grieving about her husband's untimely death, right? I get that. And instead of just keeping something going on, like she just writes it off as the end and it was just like, Oh, Dash is dead. You know, and then she's super mean to Alan about the whole thing. She's like, You're not Dash and he's like, I know. He goes, But I'm just trying to help you, you know. And she's like super mean to her. And that's just I don't get that. And listen, I'm mean to people all the time. You are, you are. Um, we'll see. I don't know if I mind the Loretta character. I don't, I don't because it, that's, that is the character though of, you know, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's the Loretta character could exist in a very, in a much more serious movie than this, but sure. I mean, it, it Absolutely. that character is plucked from a serious movie into this comedy though. That's the thing is, you know, she's pissed at the world, she, you know, untimely death of her husband being what it is. Mm-hmm. She, she doesn't, she's been writing this fanfic for, or this erotic fiction for years. And she just, you know, her fans don't, all they want to see is Channing Tatum shirtless. Well, yeah. So, I mean, what, what, he's a handsome son of a gun. So what, whatever you, I mean, put yourself in her situation. Wouldn't you be a little jaded as well? Yeah, probably. That's, I mean, if, if you say, yeah, probably then the character works. Hmm. Cause how they've set the character up. It's yeah, not, probably. I mean, that's what I mean. No, it's not like, completely unheard of but i think so i think to the degree of which she she does kind of go the length to piss off and alienate her fans and reject alan might be a problem though because i mean i think she goes a bit too far because you're right this movie is about moving on accepting things and you know moving forward so and she does those things which I also love when when the story plays out and you find out what the treasure is and why it's the treasure. 
I really love, I think that's one of the best scenes in the whole movie. I mean, outside of the funny Brad Pitt stuff, um, what the movie, what the Lost City does well is, especially in that scene, it adds an element of, I don't know which, it adds an element of, I guess, foreseen loss and knowing you come to find something that's was in, was intensely important to these people, but no longer a treasure. You know, does, does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. Sure. And I really, I guess I really enjoyed that, how that played out. Especially when they were in the tomb. Things they said to each other, you know, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. Like, I just, I'm a oh, sucker for that romance crap. I just, I love it. I love it. You cry. I, no, I didn't cry, but I, you know, I, I loved it. Of course I loved it. Um, that stuff works. I think it works very well in the right movie. So there you go. There's, there's also that. Um, I, I, there's not much I didn't like about this. Truth be told, I thought the casting was pretty good. I thought Brad Pitt's character was the best character in the entire movie, and I'm saying that with complete earnest. I thought that was a very good decision to bring Brad Pitt in. I'm sure yeah, for the small amount of screen time that he gets, like he he owns every scene he's in. And I'm sure he loved it. I mean, I'm sure Brad Pitt loved it too. I'm sure he got you know a big kick out of running around the jungle, being you know working out again, getting fit, you know, being that assassin guy. Yeah. Who doesn't count on, you know. Um, I would say one, one thing I didn't like about this movie at some points. Now, obviously, I know a lot of it's green screen, but it looked pretty rough green screen wise at some points. Like, you know, when they're looking out above the cliff or whatever, and they show the shot of them like looking out. Uh, not exactly the best CGI I've ever seen, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I I, I got you. I, I know what you're talking about, too. Yeah, there was a couple of instances of that. But, you know, like when the volcanoes erupting. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Run towards the trees. No, don't. They're on fire. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to do that. Um, yeah, I, I really did enjoy this one. I, I'm not, I'm not, I wanted to like Radcliffe's character more. I just, I don't, he is a damn unlikable character for sure. Yeah. But he's also the villain. But, you know, I, I kind of expected, I was expecting his character to do the, you know, the 180 at the end and, the, the 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 tropey how you know treasures treasure let's get out of here because you know finding each other is a real treasure blah 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 you know Hollywood's done that a dozen times you know dozens dozens of times um I was expecting more out of his character than what we got okay I thought that character the ending of that character was kind of weird to me because it should I don't think it should have I don't think the story should have gone there but that's again that's just me looking at it from a different lens of what I wanted to happen versus what did happen. And, and I know I need to like check that sometimes, but given the nature of the, the nature of the story, which is kind of a lighthearted romp in the jungle comedy. Not all villains need a redemption story, but no, they, they, you're, you're right. They don't, which is, you know, but awesome. I, I thought what happened to him was fine. I thought, you know, it was a very fitting ending and, you know, what about Oscar? Oscar. Yeah. The pilot. Oh, yeah. What's not to like about the pilot, Oscar? I don't even know who you're talking I like about. Like the goat but... too, the goats. Oh, the oh the the one the Oscar who's in love with um, yep, Beth, the mm-hmm. the media the social media manager. Yep. Yeah, he. I mean, again, that character in this movie works and it works well mm-hmm. because it's 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 the comedy that does it, and that's you know, and when he tackles him at the end and then looks back and gives a thumbs up, like, come on, that's great. How would you yeah. not want that to happen? You know. I don't um, want people to get tackled by other weird people. Other weird people. And goats. And goats. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought a lot of the 
a lot of the action sequences were were well done, especially this like the stuff in the jungle with the They're bikes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They did okay with that. Um... Yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty legit, though. Some of that stuff was, aside from some of the CG looking bad, I don't think I had any real standouts as far as things not to like. But I, I lapped up roariously during this movie, and I'm surprised that the word's not getting around more that it's very funny and very worth watching. Well, again, though, you, you said it pretty accurately, though. Like, this movie is built for streaming. It is, and it's going to be watched a million times in the first two weeks of streaming, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I just, I don't, well, Top Gun Maverick is a movie that you should absolutely watch in the theater. The Lost City, it doesn't matter. You do whatever you want, man. Yeah, I mean... I'm going to usually I'll die on that hill and watch it theatrically. And if it's available theatrically, watch it there. But the lost city really doesn't benefit much. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it is you're, 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 you're getting what you're getting, which a lighthearted romp in the jungle, you know, that's fine. But, but top gun should absolutely be watched in the theater. Let me be clear about that. <laughs> Abs crystal clear. All right, Roger, let's move to rate this sucker then. Huh? Okay. Let's say you want me to go first. You want to go? Ah, you can, you can go first. So uh, I think this movie is about a six, um, slightly above average for me. Nothing really sticks out in my mind as, you know, the best thing I've ever seen. But there is it's hard for me to find something that I find bad about it. Um, I think the movie works across the board. Uh, I think most people would laugh a good bit at this movie. So I think that's all you can really ask for, um, for a movie that, you know, stars these kind of people, you know, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Because listen, rom coms aren't for everybody. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you has better appeal across the board. How are rom coms not for everyone? I, I think if there's one genre that can be for everyone, it's rom com. Well, I mean, we've had this discussion before. It's because most rom coms are bad. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not for people. It just well, yes, it does. Because bad movies are for nobody. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of bad movies that are cult classic and great, though, because of that status, though, right? None of those are rom-coms. Yeah, okay, fine, rom-coms. Yeah, but like a really bad rom-com, it sticks out as a really bad rom-com. This is not that. No, it's not. That's why I said it's, it's decent. Like, yeah. it it works across the board, I think. You know, you'll be hard-pressed to find a bunch of people that hate this movie. You might find, what? 25 out of 100 that hate it. Well, yeah, that cross their arms and be like, that's so unreal. I can't get with it. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, and there's a, there's a good bit of unbelievability, sure, but I think it's fine. It is. It definitely what would you score it? I'm, I was going to put it at a six. Okay. Uh, somewhere between a six and a six and a half. I, I don't want to go to six and a half, though, because I don't think it deserves that extra half point, but somewhere in between them. You put in 6.25? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, it's, it's officially a six. <laughs> Cause I couldn't, but like, I had a great time with this. I, I, I laughed. I, I, but one thing I did think, I did think it was a tad too long, like maybe five to 10 minutes, just too long. Well, you, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of weird scenes of like them arguing in the jungle, like for the eighth time, <laughs> you know? Stuff yeah. Like that. That's you could easily cut out five, 10 minutes and the movie will lose nothing. None of the potency would it lose. And I, I think that's a problem. If your audience can watch a movie, know that it's probably a failure in the editing department. But not great, Bob. Mm-mm. But it was longer than I thought it was. It was definitely, it, it definitely had me checking my watch more than once. And yes, I said I loved it, but I, I also, you know, I also have to give it the fact that I checked my watch several times. So, no bueno, no bueno, no bueno. 
No, with question mark. No bueno. Bueno. Exclamation point question mark. Bueno. 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 All right. This has been episode 272A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, and subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. Hi, I'm at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting things there. Check us out on YouTube as well. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at Morbius and Deep Water. What do you think about that, Roger? Erotic thriller.